Hi, welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and how bad our backs and shoulders and, you know, all the other old body parts hurt. Who boy. Wait, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go fast, but I can't anymore. <laughs> I feel bad that you actually reminded me of that. I was like, oh yeah, pain all the time. Cool. <laughs> I gotta get to my dock though real fast. I am Jeremy, also known as Game Buddy. I am Chris, also known as Falero. We're doing the real names edition of the podcast this time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, we kind of always do it in a way. <laughs> sort of. Luke, Cyberlink. Uh, this is Jake. Rock the Jake. That's the double Jake. <laughs> it's just right there. It's just right there in the name. If you don't know, well, now you know. <laughs> row, row, fight the power. <laughs> Before we get into our main topic, which, uh, if you don't know, we've decided to, after our uh, Sonic CD Spectacular, uh, decided to go back a little bit closer to how we started off this whole podcast um, with the follow-up to the adventure games, uh, Sonic Heroes. But before that, uh, I think we got some extracurricular Sonic stuff to talk about. Uh, Luke, you have some uh, interesting things you did. <laughs> I want you to elaborate on these for everybody now. Obviously, you know, we all know about how the eShops for 3DS Wii U are getting shut down very, very soon. Basically, I saw that during like the final uh, Sega fire sale for all of their eShop games, uh, the two Sonic Boom games for 3DS were on sale for dirt cheap. And I'm like, well, these are going away forever and they don't cost much. I might as well bite the bullet, pick them up, see what they're like. and I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, or a, a few dollars, but close enough. <laughs> and then months after doing that, I finally sat down and actually played through them and kept playing through them. And now I have 100% in both games. Honestly, they're okay. <laughs> they are not the absolute dumpster fire that their big brother on the Wii U is. Like, they're actually surprisingly passable. Like, props to Sanzaru for doing a pretty good job. I remember hearing that at the time that everyone was still so blown away of how bad that Wii U game was that the 3DS titles just kind of got shoved into a corner for being like, hey, these are these are okay. <laughs> I think they got a little bit caught in the crossfire from Rise of Lyric, honestly. But yeah. I would say Shattered Crystal still has some issues. Like, there's only eight like normal gameplay stages, and they are super duper long. Like, I think some of them like run around 10, 12 minutes in length. Oh boy, that's a little bit much. And also, it does the unleashed cardinal sin of find collectibles before you can open up new levels. Oh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the collective groan. Yeah. Which, but I, I like, I kind of like the framework of what they had, like being able to switch between characters on the fly. Everybody's got different abilities, much like Sonic heroes, but you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that they are a little more focused on exploration. Like they've even got like Metroidvania style maps on the bottom screen that kind of get, opened up as you look around and fill in those spaces. It's it's a very different take, and I'm kind of into it. And I did ultimately end up getting all the collectibles in that. And then 
I think Fire and Ice is an improvement on all fronts. There's more stages that are shorter. I think the switching between the Fire and Ice auras is an interesting gameplay hook. You actually got Amy playable in this one, which the first one didn't have, which is a step up. Really? Yeah, no. The first one is just Sonic Tails, Knuckles, and Sticks. Amy is the damsel in distress. That, wow. (laughs) Yeah. But no, you you got the full score in the sequel, and I think it's works to its benefit you've got actual bosses in the sequel as opposed to just the final one in the first game like honestly i think that you know for sort of like a an attempt at imitating the sonic rush style with some light exploration stuff and also the uh, collectibles are not mandatory in fire and ice which is good but i still got them anyway (laughs) honestly like I think those games are, you know, if you're a Sonic fan, they're worth at least giving a look. Like Fire and Ice, I might actually like full on recommend. They're not bad. I I have a nostalgic longing for that era of gaming when handhelds were their own thing and you would get like, wow, yeah, there's also going to be a new, you know, Sonic Rush game or, you know, one of those. And I just kind of miss little experiments like that. You you, you still get yeah. like uh, every once in a while, there'll be like a mobile game that's pretty fun, but it's it's just hard to compare, uh, compare those two. Um, yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I do have those on my 3DS as well. I will have to dig into them someday. I cannot wait till we cover Sonic Boom in general. Because yes. what a baffling decision it was for it to ever happen. Curious results, and as you pointed out, there are some solid games as a result of it, and a pretty okay TV show, as I recall. But yeah. the decision to go with Boom, and then to just abandon it because it didn't work out, is <laughs> that is a time period in Sonic Story. Because I remember when we, we all got together to talk about this, because so, we just seen the silhouettes of the characters, and we're like, I wonder what all this is going to mean. What is Boom going to be, really? Uh, turns out, not much in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other thing I did was I finally got my hands on a Mega EverDrive Pro. At this point, trying to collect old games is a fool's errand and a strain on the wallet. So I'll just buy a flashcard <laughs> so I can put them all on one thing. There you go. And uh, as I discovered the firmware for that comes with a piece of software that you can use to convert videos to a mega drive compatible format, similar to the Sega CD. <laughs> so literally the very first thing I did with this Sega Genesis flash cart was watching an episode of Sonic F on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a little surreal seeing that whole setup when you <laughs> sensed that little video clip. It is the weirdest thing I've ever done with a Sega Genesis. And yes, I have plugged a 32X and a Sega CD and a Sonic and Knuckles cartridge into one <laughs> once. <laughs> I mean, that's just the Tower of Power. That's a standard <laughs> thing that I would never be able to do because I didn't have all of them, but still. Living the dream. Oh, I, oh, I didn't either. I just mooshed off somebody else. No, fair enough. <laughs> it's the only way to do it, really. The only valid yeah. way to do it. <laughs> Weird, experimental, internet hubris. Thy name is Luke. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> well, my, uh, my sonic week hasn't been quite as, let's just face it, amazing as Luke's with uh, <laughs> putting Sonic F on a Mega Drive. Uh, that's that's an achievement that's going to be written down in our own history books. But <laughs> but uh, I did um, I did get to do something pretty cool over the well past two weeks really. Um, I 
uh, over the, I'm trying to experiment a little bit with uh, how I make content for YouTube. Not a huge experiment, but like I want to try to do like themed uh, drum cover months because I have a new setup with my drums where I can just like record a bunch straight through, which I'm already reconsidering because I have my I have my hands are healing from blisters from playing for like three hours. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I for my first uh, themed month, it's going to be a Crush Forty month. So I selected four songs and I. Uh, recorded drums as best as I could to them and um, getting ready to start the editing process and all that and the mixing. And it's just going to be a lot of fun, uh, especially because I love Crush 40 and uh, I've already gotten, I've, I've already done one um, Crush 40 song for my channel, which is, you know, fittingly, it's what I'm made of, which is from this game that we're talking about today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I want to spoil which songs they are, but I definitely suggest that you keep an eye out. I have something, uh, <laughs> some Sonic content that I've been saving up because yes. I was in the grocery <laughs> store um, not it. too long ago. I, I had seen this on, on Twitter, probably one of the many like Sonic accounts I follow. But it is the new edition of the official Sonic the Hedgehog trademark brand uh, breakfast cereal from uh, General Mills. So... <laughs> Man, we haven't done like one of these what's new in the Sonic week for a while, and now we're bringing it back. We're going whole hog here. Jeremy's going to do a live ASMR stream of him eating cereal. Yes! So I know I know, eating on mic bugs some people, so we'll put timestamps so you can skip past it. But yes, I'm looking at this box that has uh, some generic Sonic art on the front, and also a Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, only in theaters. Uh, not anymore. Um, <laughs> advertisement on there. It's kind of interesting to see those two Sonic designs side by side. Um, and then on the back is a help Sonic collect the rings. Um, I think this is just like the map from Sonic Generations classic uh, Green Hill Zone on the back here. But yeah, it's like a little find. Uh, they want you to like, uh, where's Waldo? Where's Wally? Find the Chaos Emeralds um, and stuff like that. I really appreciate you doing the the alternate <laughs> version of the name, just like you've been doing with Genesis and Mega Drive lately. I know, right? <laughs> it is completely changed. I've just been, I've been consuming and been exposed to so much British culture and media that I've just, yeah, I code switch. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust this thing open and yes. give it a taste. It's gonna bust. I don't have any. I don't have a bowl in milk. This is going to be a dry run. You don't have the bowl for your cereal. (laughs) Oh yeah, I should. I should say uh, that these are uh, sweetened honey flavored cereal with Sonic marshmallows, and the Sonic marshmallows are a green Chaos Emerald and a blue six pointed star, which I don't know. I guess could represent the back of Sonic's head. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Which so there we go. Which is what you see during a lot of the modern games, to be fair, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's give it a try. Some marshmallows in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I feel like you're not getting the full experience about milk, but... Uh... <laughs> Get eaten well, dry is quite the uh, bold choice, but no, no, no. The Got Milk commercial was the other guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a beer here too. If that helps. <laughs> That's a true experience. That's a peek behind cereal. the curtain. That's how you cope. Okay, so they're little. They're little rings, but not. I would not say they're like Cheerios as far as like the texture goes. 
but it's pretty good. So he's not ripping off that B. No. Ha. <laughs> now, the only comparison I have as far as like themed cereals is the Mario Odyssey Amiibo cereal, mm. which was basically like trash Lucky Charms with some vague Mario shaped uh, marbits, um, which was very bad. But no, this is pretty tasty. <laughs> Suck at Mario. Yes, yeah. but it's this box and Amiibo. <laughs> oh. Je- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you'd expect, um, the Sonic one has superior taste. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis Dennis is what Nintendo Dennis is. <laughs> now, it does have an advertisement to download the Sonic Dash mobile game on the f- side. I don't know. The, the You mean the, the one you can already download for free? Yeah, does that count as a prize in this day and age? But no, that's pretty good. Unless it gets me the one Angry Bird I missed out on the event on, no. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that's pretty tasty. Um, Would you have that for your breakfast? Yeah, I think so. I usually, you know, I I don't do a cereal for for breakfast too much anymore. Um, But no, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty tasty. It's hard to place that honey taste. It's not quite Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, I haven't had it's golden grams in a while. That honey nut taste. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh. that's tasty. <laughs> and you know, the marbits just taste like cereal marshmallows. Everybody knows what that tastes like. Yeah, yep. styrofoam. Yeah, <laughs> with a little bit of sugar. That's how I like my styrofoam. <laughs> just a dash. Yep, a Sonic dash. I give a tentative Sonic thumbs up to the Sonic the Hedgehog cereal. It is pretty good. All right, so I guess we'll jump into our big topic today, which, like I like we said at the top, is Sonic Heroes. Just revisiting this game. No, no, you you, you mispronounced it. It's actually pronounced Sonic Heroes. <laughs> Sonic Heroes. <laughs> now moving on to yeah, moving from cereal to heroes. <laughs> I, yes. God, if I said that, that's my favorite Sonic short. Is <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Heroes. Oh, I've been thinking about that ever since we announced this topic. <laughs> God, yeah. it really is. It uh, is. Oh, I just man. think of like the weird pre-release <laughs> version of the theme song where Johnny hasn't written the words <laughs> and he's just scatting. <laughs> It's made with lamb and tzatziki sauce. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. So, yeah, like I said, this is kind of in the same vein as our our first couple of episodes where we talked about the adventure titles. Um, I feel like now, especially now that we've gotten a lot of episodes under our belt, we can we can talk more broadly about like the game as a game in general, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about those adventure titles, which, you know, maybe in the future we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll have to revisit those as far as, uh, the gameplay themselves. Um, but this one, yeah, let's talk about Sonic Heroes because I feel like we have a lot to say and <laughs> somebody, somebody help me. Okay. So let's just say this is the beginning of a new direction. I'm pretty sure somebody help me is also what Takashi Azuka said during development. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, so this is a new direction for the 3D Sonic games, let's be honest. And let's uh, 
it was, it was down. Um, <laughs> no, no, we, 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 okay. I don't want to start off by being negative because this is an interesting game. Very creative. Like, I think we can all say that much. It had yes. a lot of interesting ideas, maybe not executed to the fullest of their potential. So what, what I do want to do at the very beginning here is give a little bit of background on, I tried to educate myself on like what was happening at Sega while this game was being developed. Um, Fire. Yeah. <laughs> not, you know, you're not too far off. Um, I did watch a, uh, a cool video. I, I don't believe he is a, a self-professed uh, Sonic fan but just found the uh, the topic interesting. But the Golden Bolt on YouTube did a, a video called uh, The Fall of Sonic Team, Sega's Collapse, Crunch, and Chaos, which, uh, you know, as hyperbolic as that title might sound, is actually talking about, like, the early 2000s to, like, 2007 era of Sonic Team, which includes Heroes, Shadow, Sonic 06, etc. But just kind of uh, gives a background on, like, what was happening at Sega as a company, um, and so that was very nice. That that helped me learn a lot. But uh, to keep it short, like as Sonic Heroes was being developed, Sega was also porting Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and S- Sonic Adventure Director's Cut to the GameCube. They were also shifting away from the death of the Dreamcast, which, man, is a whole subject in of itself, how yeah. they managed to survive that. Like it involves their, their former president and a lot of like, you know... <laughs> basically like gifting of personal wealth just to keep the company going which oh man crazy stuff but uh, sega was also like still they were looking to merge with other companies they were talking to namco and uh sammy which um you know if you know what sega sammy is like that eventually happened and there was just lots of like crazy like what do we do now like we are not dead as a company even though the dreamcast definitely is what do we do now and one of those was we got to make a new sonic game for all of the current modern consoles including the pc and it has to be it has to not completely alienate the people that loved adventure but also appeal to uh the original you know classic sonic fans and also appeal to every possible demographic so ladies and gentlemen this is an impossible task (laughs) (laughs) yes um and and, you know just to finish it on that uh takashi izuka who is now i think the general producer for the sonic series uh was the director of this game um which he also directed uh sonic adventure um although did not direct sonic adventure dx which makes it not actually a director's cut at all uh but regardless he was also the head level designer on sonic heroes and according to him um his partner in uh level design like fell ill and like could not come to work for several months and so he was basically doing it by himself while directing and overseeing the game and talks about how he lost like more than 20 pounds uh uh, crunching and you know going without sleep and man that just puts a lot of things into perspective like that's not good (laughs) it's a a good thing that sort of thing doesn't happen in the video game industry anymore right guys oh yeah like again not to start on a downer but crunch is never good crunch uh, you know i i don't have to be educated in game development to tell you that crunch is always a failure of the bosses in charge and does not make games good so please please do not think that that is 
you know, passion or why these games are good. It's no, it's just it's not. just driving people into the dirt and it doesn't have to happen. And I'm you know, we're about to talk about some of the things that were very frustrating about Sonic Heroes, and that puts a lot of things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I wanted to say that up top. We don't want this episode to be a downer because there is a lot of cool stuff in here, but I thought it was important to put things uh, you know, give a little reason why like maybe some of this stuff happened and it's nice to have context like to to not just assume why didn't sega make it good it's so (laughs) easy (laughs) hire this guy and uh the only crunch you should be using to lose weight is uh the exercise routine so um yes (laughs) and even then like (laughs) love yourself Yes. Would, yeah. <laughs> as somebody, uh, you know, not to get too personal, but yeah, somebody who uh, also has gone through weight problems, like do the thing that makes you feel the best. Don't yeah. don't make yourself miserable. Um, so anyway, yeah, let's talk about video games. Don't make yourself miserable. Now, anyway, Sonic Heroes. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Are we going to lead in with that? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, this game came together, it's a it's a working game, and that is thanks to the superpower of teamwork and uh, unhealthy working conditions, which is more or less the same thing, really. So, I, I did want to say up front, um, I think we all might have played this slightly differently, um, or was I the only one who didn't play it on Dolphin? <laughs> We're all pirates, yar har har. <laughs> I, I I mean I own a physical copy. I thought about playing it on the GameCube, then I realized I didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I ended up playing it on um uh Nintendo, which is a program that works on your Wii U, which unlocks the latent power that was disabled. Um, which is just the Wii part of the Wii U that can still play GameCube games. Oh, cool. Um, so I basically played this. You could, I mean, almost on original hardware, about as close as you can get without a real GameCube with some tweaks. Like, um, I had uh, widescreen and some of that stuff, um, but I it played basically how I remembered it on the GameCube. This is usually the best version to play as a GameCube. We should probably mention that. Yeah, I, I feel like the GameCube was the lead skew most of the time for that era of Sonic. The Nintendo had the... Uh... The biggest piece of the Sonic pie. Uh, make of that what you will. Yeah, Dolphin honestly like does a really like is probably one of the best emulators out there in terms of being able to like accurately emulate the original hardware. So it's as good a choice as any, honestly. Yep. It worked rather well on my terrible, beaten up, barely holding together PC, uh, <laughs> except for during like the credit sequences and a few of the canon sections where it chugged pretty bad. But aside from that, it was more huh. or less the same experience. I, I also played it on Dolphin, and it took me a little bit of like figuring out. Like I, I was having like some weird texture problems, uh, but I, I looked at like a few things online to figure out why that was happening, and then eventually I got smooth, good gameplay out of it. And, you know, speaking of us playing on Dolphin, uh, I I think at varying times we all kind of admitted, I don't want to even say admit because that sounds like we're doing something bad. We all just blatantly said, hey, we're using cheats. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it was like just a few, uh, like a few times or uh, I did like the first couple levels and I'm just like, you know, it would be fun. Cheats. (laughs) (laughs) I did. um, I think I might be uh, uh, the craziest one out of all of us because i played through uh, i think it was 
uh, Team Sonic and Team Rose and some of Team Dark before I decided to fulfill, um, gosh, what was it, like 13, 14-year-old me's dream. Back then, it would have been uh, <laughs> importing a um, a region f- swapping disc and uh, buying the Japanese version of Heroes. Um, but nowadays, you can just download the Japanese ISO. And so I started the game completely over and decided to play it in Japanese because that also just has the same English subtitles that are in the you know the the localized versions oh cool and yeah got got cheats working on that because i've never played that game with uh in japanese because uh i like that cast a lot it's the same cast that carries over into sonic x and the rest of the games it's the first time ryo hirohashi as tails who has played tales since sonic heroes and all sonic media including the movie yes oh, including cool. the recent sonic 2 which is super neat so anyway yeah that that was really cool to to play this game in japanese with that cast and you know find some of the differences and we'll definitely get into some of the translation differences uh <laughs> as we get there <laughs> Um, but yes, I also got cheats to work. I think I had to go to a site and like build my own list of gecko codes to load into oh, wow. <laughs> my my loader. <laughs> yeah, I got them to work basically because that part just stopped being very fun. Like having to <laughs> level up the characters and worry about ranks and, you know. I would have done cheats, but I didn't bother to look how... But I did abuse like the save states because they're there, and oh, I, I don't want to restart the level over Gosh. again. It's not fun sometimes. Yeah, and I, I never use save states, but after finishing up with Sonic, I'm like, okay, I'm turning on uh, everybody at level three, and then two campaigns later, okay, I'm turning on Infinite Team Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted no yeah. time. <laughs> a blessing and a curse. <laughs> There's nothing like the unlimited power of playing team chaotix and after a short cooldown, just being able to have them go at you every time. That is the sound of giving up. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh man. That was one thing I forgot to, I'm going to have to go look them up at the, the extracted voice clip so you can hear everything they're saying. I think that's pretty funny. Oh my God. You can oh, barely man. hear, but yeah. He, um, I have, I have listened to them all separately because I, I have to hear through, them. Um, a thing that uh, recorder dude was doing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty funny hearing them. isolated. Yeah. I know in a Japanese, uh, Vector says something like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm Vector the Crocodile. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Yes. Oh, Vector Crocodile. Also in Japanese, Team Chaotix is team blast is like four seconds longer than in english so it's like a (laughs) solid 12 seconds and you're just like is it worth it for me to use this team blast i guess (laughs) the timer stops in the game but not my life so uh what's funny to me is like spo sounds like really rough and hoarse throughout the whole game in english uh, oh, yeah. Except for when he sings, and suddenly it's born in the darkness to live in the darkness. That's the ninja's creed. I do, I do wonder if anybody has ever tr- actually tried starting a band that just consists of a shamisen, a drum, and a lead vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Somebody out there. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> it's a new thing called Chaotix Wave. Um, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I want to dive into, I guess, probably the individual teams, um, which kind of going through those, we can talk about the levels. But I mean, overall, revisiting this game, it, it made me realize, um, I think we were talking in the pre-show, how much more patience you have as an adolescent mm-hmm. playing a new <laughs> video game. Um, because I remember playing through all of this game. Now, I don't think I've ever done a hundred percent of it because the unlockables are, I know I haven't. are super garbage and not fun. It's just hard mode, super hard mode and a bunch of dumb extra missions. But I remember, you know, giving it the old college try and going back to it and, ah, just, I did not have the same level of patience now as I did then uh, <laughs> because a lot of the a lot of the little stuff, little frustrations really stood out to me. So I, I'm glad I, I did. I, I decided to go about it in a non-traditional way and played that Japanese version. So even though some of the game was very frustrating, I was experiencing it in a different way. And it was fun to go, you know, cross check some some of the, the translations and you know, shout outs to, to Wendy once again. It is very, very cool to see, like, uh, uh, to compare those translations. So I'm, gl- I'm glad I did that at yeah. least. I feel like we sort of need to get into the fact that this is a completely different experience from uh, the adventure games right off the bat. They are trying something really new. Uh, the whole team-based mechanics. Like, like there's definitely a similar framework to the adventure games, but, like, the, t- the team stuff completely changes the way you approach so much of it and i feel like admittedly the team mechanic is the only way that this specific concept could have worked because they specifically said that the whole reason it came about was because people kept asking we want more characters in this we want this character we want this character and Mm -hmm. trying to come up with you know separate campaigns and gameplay styles for all those characters just would not have worked which is why it necessitated the team approach which you know, I I think that's a good idea and concept, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be the recurring thing about this. Great idea and concept. Uh, now, the execution. <laughs> Boy, that's something. Um, I, I do I do like the, you know, the, the, the categories that they sort the characters into because it is a neat way to, um, you know, not completely strip out the the unique characteristics of of your of your players, but also like they all make sense. Like when you when you see the teams, um, you know, even like non traditional flyers like Cream, um, it still works as far as sorting them into those categories. And and I like that. I, I've seen that kind of brought back in in fan stuff and and whatnot. Even in official stuff, like that's carried forward into stuff like, you know, team racing and riders and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like Rouge makes more sense uh flying like this, like flapping her wings as opposed to gliding. <laughs> yeah. I know she was meant as like an analogue to Knuckles in Sonic Adventure 2, but I don't know, it just it just fits the bat a bit more, I think. Yeah, I didn't even think of that that she kind of switched archetypes there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, that, that that does work in this one. I also I I personally like the the little even though it can be a little the level up system, yeah. The power cores and they can be um a little tedious if like That's it, that's what know, I was looking for. You fly off like you're all at level three and then you fly off the level and die and start all over. But 
But I do, yes. Uh, so thank you for saying tedious because that is what I was looking for. <laughs> um, it, it can be a little tedious to either find them or have to refine them. But I, I enjoy um, what they do for the characters. For the speed characters, honestly, I don't really see much difference because the whole Rocket Excel thing is really finicky and weird anyway. Yeah, the biggest difference there is the biggest difference there is that it adds the wind effect to your homing attack. So it's easier to like deal with the turtle enemies or poles or whatever. Ah, okay. Um, but I, uh, I, I enjoy how it like makes the attack for the fly flying character better with the like electric, uh, shield around it. And then especially the power characters, that's where it really shines. Like with knuckles, like volcanic eruption thing and Omega's like missiles shooting out everywhere. And then of course, vectors, <laughs> vectors exploding bubble gum everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's such a fun thing. It feels like one of the things they should have nailed down one or the other, like either do your character power upgrades or enemies that take like multiple hits or tone that down. Because like I said, when you're you've, you've got all three upgrades, you're invincible, you're abusing the thunder shoot because it's broken and will kill everything, including <laughs> bosses. Um, and then you lose all that and start over and you're like, OK, well, there goes all my momentum because now I'm just switching to Sonic, or, you know, your speed character and doing homing attacks because that's the only like <laughs> a reliable way on a lot of enemies. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't I, I like the system. It's just, yeah, it can be a pretty big pain if you lose a lot of progress. And it, it is one of those things you're like, it makes sense to lose it after a death. But then so many of the deaths are feel real cheap in this game that it just compiles on there but yeah. yep. i mean some of my least favorite deaths are like after automated sections <sighs> like where you feel like it's going to lead you on to the next bit you're like okay i'll just let it keep going oh wait now i'm supposed to do something here all right they wanted me to land on this rail as the camera is at a terrible angle to aim at it and <laughs> yeah. whoops yep i died oh Let's gosh, go yeah, do that. that same five minutes again i'm oh, i'm gonna God. let i'm just gonna let it play out while it goes in this auto section where i'm running through a loop oh wait the physics caused me to fall off the loop while i was in the automated <laughs> yeah. section and now i'm dead that is something that i noticed is that there are automated sections but it does not want you to let go of the control stick and I don't have the solution for auto sections like 3D Sonic has always used them because that's kind of the easiest way to show a cool loop. And I, I get that. But yeah, there are ones in this game to where it's like if you let off that control stick, your character screeches to a halt and falls. And I'm like, you can't you can't do both in that. You can't expect me to control it while also not controlling it. It's not even, you know, screeching to a halt. It's just like hitting a specific piece of terrain at a weird angle and it just flings you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't help that almost all of the levels are suspended over bottomless pits, which is one of the worst things in so any Sonic game. Yep. yep. Just bottomless pits everywhere. Yep. Just the cheapest depths. I, I'm remembering our discussion about Sonic CD and how there was like hardly any bottomless pits except near the end during that one horrible <laughs> part before the yeah. final boss. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I think that proves that, like, you can have a very successful, very good Sonic game without bottomless pits everywhere. And yes, Chris is absolutely right. It seems like there's, it, like, every level is above some sort of bottomless pit. <laughs> yep, I don't like the bottomless pits. I do think the uh, the backgrounds that are just big blurry JPEGs are incredibly charming in this game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the design of this game. The environments I yes. think are very pretty. Yeah. 
I do love like the colors. Um, I think is kind of in line with you know classic Sonic games being very vibrant, and I, I do like the designs. Uh, uh, those aspects of of these levels. I mean, Seaside Hill being the first level, it, it falls into the hill. Uh, the, the hill genre of Sonic levels. <laughs> yep. It does follow a similar pattern. Because what, what we failed to mention is these are like Act 1, Act 2, Boss. It's very much in the classic formula because they're trying to please every master available in this game, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is a very uh, uh, linear progression with, you know, breaks for a special stage if you manage to hold on to one of those keys, which... We'll get to that. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, special stages is another thing from the old the old games uh having to collect the emeralds yourself like from the games that is another thing that i love in concept and even remember as a kid like oh these are cool you know this is kind of like the sonic 2 special stages and yeah. going back to them now like wow they they just don't work nope. they're bro- <laughs> they're busted like How i had to I had to look up a uh, like a game facts uh, question from like twelve years ago, where someone laid out that the best way to do it is switch to power mode and just boost constantly, and you'll get the you know get the emerald within ten seconds every time, which is not how they want you to play it. They want you to switch back and forth mm-hmm. and boost with your speed character, and you will that absolutely will not work. Uh, for a lot of these emeralds and it man it bummed me out so much to realize that they just are straight up broken like you will you will go onto the sides of the special stage and come to a halt and fall down and lose all momentum and oh boy um yes. man we better talk about something positive soon <laughs> yeah i just say assuming you can even get to the st- special stage in the first place yes yeah. i I don't know how I super feel about the key isn't a terrible system, but also as far as, you know, you lose it if you die, you lose it if you get hit. I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's it, another one of those that works fine in concept, but not so much in practice. It's probably the, the least frustrating thing about the special <laughs> stages for me, at least. It does suck the way they sort of like, uh, assign emeralds to each stage. It's like the second act of each stage has its own unique emerald, and that means so you can't you can't just BS it and go to Seaside Hill over and or Ocean Palace over and over. You have to go to the exact stage with the exact emerald that's uh, assigned to it. Which at least they they don't make you collect the emeralds like the entire seven four different times if you collect oh, gosh. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> thought that's what you had to do at first. I was like, no. "There's no way I'm doing that." I forgot. Thank no, goodness. they learned their lesson after Sonic Advance Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so can we we can get into the story to begin with because that's what you lead into, and the story of this one is definitely a lot lighter than the adventure games. In fact, lighter in tone and in quantity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say up front, I do not mind this. That, that is one thing I think I have warmed on more now is that the the very silly, very light framework of the story is absolutely fine. Um, I think it's it's very funny that the, you know, you boot up, uh, you go straight to Team Sonic because why wouldn't you, even though. Oh, that's another thing. Team Sonic is your default because it's Sonic. It's Sonic, cool. Tails, and Knuckles. But Team Rose is your supposedly your easy mode. But the game and none of the materials you would have access to lets you know that, hey, this is the easier mode if you want to start off with that. Um, even though 
It's a tutorial mode, too. I was going to say, there's a tutorial, but it's only mandatory if you play as Team Rose. Yes, which is super weird. Like, the tutorial is available in the options, but yes, Team Rose forces you to play it. And also, Team Rose's levels are, gosh, maybe half as long as all the other teams, which... And they're better because of it. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say, not to jump ahead, but it might be the better experience. Um... (laughs) But, but Team Sonic is your default. And uh, this is where you're introduced to, you know, all the mechanics right away. And But yeah, the, the story jumps into is, uh, yeah, Tails and Knuckles are in the uh, tornado and swoop down to see Sonic just running through a barren wasteland. Or no, it's... It's like the desert from a a Roadrunner and Coyote cartoon. (laughs) And a talking piece of paper from uh, Dr. Eggman. It's it's great. It's got impact font and everything. (laughs) Can we say for just a second, um, right from the off, after a rather subdued performance, I thought, in Sonic Adventure 2, Dean Bristow is going ham as Eggman in this entire game. (laughs) Guess what, Sonic Heroes? It's it's very good. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the, the the voice acting real quick. Is this is simultaneously the best some of these characters would sound in this era, and also some really weird ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> who is it's uh, Ryan Drummond is is still Sonic, and is it uh, Scott Dreyer yes. as Knuckles? Yes. The, these guys sound great. Knuckles, we're counting on you. I've got it. They've obviously refined their performances from Sonic Adventure 2. This is where we get the weird split of Tails is still voiced by a little kid in English, but not in Japanese. I want to look around the factory. Boku! Oh boy, I I, may, I did track down some comments that Lonnie Manella, who was also playing Rouge and Omochao at the time, but also like directing the localization for these games, that basically said a lot of the weirdest stuff in these adaptations was straight from like Yuji Naka and the producers saying like, no, you have to do it this way. And so when, uh, when you, you're playing this game in English and they're delivering what are obviously Japanese like effort sounds and onomatopoeias like and (laughs) that came straight from the Japanese side of development where they said no you gotta do it like this no we won't explain why and so I do feel it really it it is super unfortunate that it hit it seems to have um undercut the performances of this English cast that were trying their best. <laughs> also, bless the small child playing Tails. I <laughs> oh, commend boy. them for, for giving it their all, even while their voice was breaking in every yes. line. Yeah, I, it was like very... it, it's not a great performance, but also I'm not going to blame a little kid for not being able to, you know, no deliver, especially under like the weird kind of demands of the higher-ups. Let's just blame Yuji Naka. It's his fault all the time. (laughs) Oh, good. We've been due for a new jingle. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Naka-san, but uh, it seems to be the case in this scenario. Uh, I will say, like, um, as far as, like, Tails' performance played by William Corkery, there's there's actually parts of his performance that I really like, and I I even said it in our Discord chat, like, 
upon initial playing. My favorite thing is I, I absolutely love whenever he goes Wee! whenever he does his little boost in the air. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear that a lot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, there are moments where like this is a this is a kid who does know how to act. Um the uh intro to Hang Castle is actually really cute because it's you know, where Knuckles says like Maybe that's the ghost of Shadow we saw earlier. Stop it, Knuckles! <laughs> and that that comes across really well. But yeah, there there are just to, to get all this out of the way, just because I played this in in both languages. There are lots of weird little translation. I don't know if I'd call them errors or just like again, they were doing the best with what they got. There are some story things that just don't come through properly in English. One of them is at the end of Egg Albatross, that cutscene, um, in English, Tails says, It's not an Eggman robot. And in Japanese, he says, This isn't one of Eggman's mechs, meaning it is not a robot that Eggman made. That comes through, you know, you understand what he's saying is like, yeah, it's a weird, uh, you know, liquid metal thing that turns into Metal Sonic. It's he's Tails is saying like, this doesn't seem like a robot that Eggman made. And that kind of doesn't come through. Um, the, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention is that Cream in Japanese is kind of my favorite because she is obviously um, like thinking Amy is a little like nutso in the head for chasing <laughs> after Sonic this bad. Correctly. And is desperately trying to be polite and not insult her. Um, but there is a specifically uh, uh, the cutscene right before Casino Park after the the Team Sonic boss fight, where Cream says something like, Oh my goodness! I can't believe Sonic would uh, let us defeat them just so he could escape in the the bedlam. He must be really. And then Amy like shoots her a look and <laughs> says in like a very serious voice, like <laughs> He must be really what? And Cream says, "Oh, uh, nothing. Never mind." It's so clear in Japanese because, yeah. like in English, it's just like really what, but in Japanese, he's like. It's like, really, what? <laughs> Not even that. Like, she says, Mr. Sonic must be really. And then Amy responds with, Really? What? As if. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah. completely misinterpreting the line. Amy's tone drops in Japanese to be like, Really, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, she, she's catching on that, what are you trying to say, Cream? And, you know, now that I know some of the behind the scenes, it, it really is hard to, to for me to, like, you know, blame anybody but people who didn't know what they were doing, imposing weird things upon that. But I, I just wanted to point out some of that just because I, I don't think it's bad because, hey, we mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, Tails going, we every time you fly. And <laughs> guess what? They play the same clips in Japanese for every character thing as well. When you were recording this, did nobody say like, okay, this is the one clip that's going to play. Let's get a take that's not ear splittingly loud and irritating <laughs> to hear a hundred times. But hey, that ain't how it works sometimes. I feel like that is a, a, a miracle of modern gaming uh, that even if you have a game like this that plays lots of repeat clips is like you have a bank of like seven to ten takes that all play at random uh, <laughs> so that doesn't happen but I, I i very much enjoyed comparing and contrasting a lot of this and came down on like yeah there are some irritating parts but it's not all bad a couple small things um 
it doesn't come up nearly as often, but every time you would encounter a new, like, a certain group of robots and Tails would be, Look at all those Eggman's robots! Which is (laughs) brilliant English, by the way. Yes. (laughs) It's not grammatically correct. It's not nice to hear. It's... (laughs) It feels like they could have said bad Nick's there and it would have made more sense grammatically and also would have been less bad than Eggman's robots. Yes. Yes. So that's a recurring thing throughout this. Second yeah. thing I want to note, end of that initial cutscene that we were talking about, Tails and Knuckles leap off the tornado to join Sonic. <laughs> yeah. The tornado just flies off into the distance, presumably to crash into one of the many rock formations. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> well, that probably is why in Shadow the Hedgehog, it's the Tornado 3 instead of the 2. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I, I do think it's a little silly that Eggman's letter of challenge starts with, Dear Sonic Heroes, guess what, Sonic Heroes? Yes. Uh, Sonic says, time to party, or don't want to miss the party, Let's like, twice party. within the same, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm no copy editor, but I might have changed one of those to a different word. <laughs> I'm just glad Eggman got in on the branding of Sonic Heroes for this uh, threatening message that he's going to just take over the world. Yeah, I, now I do want to say, uh, as far as you know, the real superpower of teamwork and stuff like that is <laughs> no, I I like that stuff. It's funny. Uh, it's it's in both because it's Junichi Kanemaru. It yes, is in both Japanese and English. And I'm like, yes, do that. Well, I think specifically in Japanese, he says, um, we'll beat him with a miraculous superpower using our teamwork. But no, it's the the real superpower of teamwork, boys and girls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else you would translate that. And <laughs> they, they just went one. for it. Yep. Same with little stuff like, um, uh, uh, you know, most of like, you know, Sonic's, Sonic's lines like that get translated over into English like verbatim, except one of the only differences in, uh, in Team Sonic's Team Blast, I think uh, Sonic's blow away blow away instead of mm. blast away and i'm like yeah i could see where you could get that <laughs> <laughs> and, and also properly adapt that into something that makes a little more sense in plain english <laughs> oh yeah we started this talking about team sonic so we could talk about the levels right yeah, <laughs> yes. they are different acts uh, they're they're almost separate levels as far as the design goes but you've got seaside hill and ocean palace and like we kind of already mentioned, they're they're kind of a good introduction. Um, I I like uh, how they mostly teach you the, you know the different formations and the stuff you're going to get to. Um, I do think it's kind of foreboding that there is a certain at least in uh, Team Sonic. I know Dark and uh, I think they might skip it in Chaotix and uh, Team Rose, but there is a flying section with three uh, boost rings that's supposed to get you to like this left hand side cliff and I promise you every time I did it the second one breaks and launches you off somewhere else and I was like well that's foreboding (laughs) (laughs) but these these are pretty solid levels I I hate to say that the the rocks chasing you at the end of Ocean Palace just can't hold a candle to any of the chases in Sonic Adventure (laughs) because they just feel so I don't know. They just don't feel like anything. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> you can sort of understand, like, what, an orca chasing you. Cool! A truck chasing you. Oh, whoa! Uh, these weird bespoke wheels that came out of nowhere. All right. I mean, that's dangerous, but I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, they almost look like... Do they have scary faces on them? I, I think I they might. Tell. It <laughs> almost looks like... like <laughs> what? 
What is that game with the, the scary voice? It's the... I hunger. Sinistar. They kind of look like run, Sinistar run. faces. <laughs> it's, it's a nice introductory level. Um, also, maybe the new most reused Sonic theme of all time. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess so, huh? Because <laughs> it's like, that's one that they actually own the rights to. Might as well use it as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the bosses. Mm-hmm. They're there. <laughs> they, look, they look really cool. Yeah, they, they're def- like the ones that are actual bosses are definitely in that like style of like a classic Sonic boss aesthetically. Yeah, I remember reading something about how they wanted to add momentum to the bosses to kind of preserve the speed from the levels, but I. I think it almost has the opposite effect because nine times out of ten, I'm just mashing. If I'm my flight character is leveled up, I'm just mashing thunder shoot, and if not, I'm just mashing homing attacks on yeah. whatever the character sticks on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, just building up that team blast to take a chunk because yeah, the the health system. It's another thing that I I don't mind enemies taking you know more than one hit. It just seems like. It could have been refined a little bit more, which, which is basically this entire game, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we you already mentioned that it feels so much different than Adventure, and that was actually when I I played this on the PC, uh, the PC version got it running on a modern system, and one of the tweaks you can do is straight up just tweak some code and make the physics much more like the adventure games. And it does feel remarkably different. Um, huh. I can imagine, because <laughs> uh, playing as the speed type in particular is kind of like walking on ice at all times. You're slipping all over the place, yeah. going too fast and unable to prevent yourself from flying off the stage sometimes. And it, your character decides to do the, uh, I don't know what you call a ledge catch, you know, the old classic <sighs> Sonic. Whoa. Mm. Um, but only decides to do that when they feel like it, because yeah. <laughs> most of the time you'll just fly off and die. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way to recover. You can't switch right to flight mode and, you know, jump back. And, yep, that is that is one of those. The the ledge catch really annoyed me whenever it happened, because, like you said, like most of the time you'll just fly off the edge. But, like, the times where it does happen, like, you have to wait for the whole animation to go through. And my, like my muscle instinct is just to hit the jump button to be able to jump out of that uh, animation. But my teammates jump and I don't, and I have to just sit there and wait for them to finish going, <laughs> oh, da, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, the, the highlight of the boss is the design. I love how Eggman's robots look throughout this whole game. It is such a cool, you know, I know people are split on like the egg ponds kind of replacing like individual hmm. magnets, but I, I really love the how they mix up the designs and gosh when we you get to his giant airships that look like big fish in the sky yeah. with their googly eyes and oh I love it it's great they could so. have made toys of like the oh like the gosh stuff that you could that you could slot a little ergomatic into that would have yep. been great yeah uh, they are very kid friendly looking things I love them I love those designs. Uh, yep. Even as a as, even as a classic bad Nick fan, I I still like the egg pawns of silly little things. <laughs> I like if they did make toys, I would I would actually consider getting toys of like the egg knight and the egg magician because I just like those designs. They're cool. So yeah, the bosses look great. I love the like we said, love the over the top, especially Dean Bristow dialogue from Eggman, <laughs> just <laughs> dialed up to eleven. That's my favorite Eggman. 
but yeah they they just they just play really weird <laughs> as far as as far as it's not really communicated like what you're supposed to be attacking i feel like if they would have maybe had oh this spot is vulnerable and so you hit this wing of the ship first and then this one but then we move into Grand Metropolis, which is uh, the the first time we see <laughs> a representation of the Hexaco <laughs> Energy Company that is, um, I don't, several characters comment, is just stealing energy from uh, the planet, <laughs> which a little, nice little bit of social commentary there. I appreciated it. They're draining the life stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the planet's dying, Tails. <laughs> <laughs> This stage is pretty okay as far as the gimmicks go. You know, they they do the the I would say classic Sonic thing of introducing like a new thing for each stage. And for this one, it's the the platforms you're on or the the raceway you're on helps propel you forward. And so there are a couple of times where like, oh, you're going real quick, but you you know, you got to dodge or switch lanes and stuff like that. And I feel these, like if these paths increase your speed, how much do you possibly need? Um, yeah. Yes, I did it have uh, Tom's lyrics in my head. <laughs> now that that door's open, I just want to say real quick. Uh, so we, it, this could actually be a fun little thing. We all, pretty much the four of us, all met on the old Sonic Paradox forum boards, and um, there was a phase of time for a little while where a few of us got really into adding lyrics to Sonic uh, music levels, <laughs> uh, or Sonic level music, and. Um, uh, there's one dude named Insector. Um, Insector. Insector. Boy. <laughs> uh, another fellow UK man. Uh, and he, man, he he made he did some amazing ones. Uh, and he did one, he, he did two for Sonic Heroes. One was for Mystic Mansion and one was for uh, Ocean Hill. Or uh, o- Seaside. Ocean Palace. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Ocean Palace. And man, like <laughs> in, the, in the Discord chat just last night and this morning, I posted like the two that were from that and... Like every time I hear Ocean Palace, I think of those lyrics. And like, this is totally like, yeah, I guess you could call this like inside baseball or whatever you want to call it. Like, but it's <laughs> yeah, these things never really went out there. Um, it was mostly we didn't do this to entertain other people. It was a case of just doing it to entertain each other, which meant being as offensive as humanly possible. <laughs> these lyrics. Yes. So oh, I'm yeah. very sorry for anyone who had tracked down on any of my old. With lyrics videos that I did inspired by Kenny or Insector. Man, I do remember that thread. I hate to say the only what I remember is I tried for about half a day to write lyrics to Metal Harbor and then realized, oh no, I'm bad at this. <laughs> and then I did it. Yeah, I was bad at it, but I still did it. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun, thinking back. Yeah. And yeah, that part of that is what led to like the Seaside Denied and uh, uh, Metropolis Mayhem. Yeah, I swear, exactly, yeah. The ones that actually took off. I swear to God, Casino Calamity will come out eventually. <laughs> I remember filming the videos of that. I recorded for that. It's great. It, it's <laughs> yep. just really long. Which is part of the reason why it's taken so long. The, uh, about the same time Sonic F Episode 8 will come out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope for our sake that this uh, this 8 does not age well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Oh man. Oh man. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Does anyone... I no, mean, no, please. I, I don't have to... I don't have to... Okay. I mean, we're talking about... <laughs> we're, in Jer- Grand- we're in the Jeremy formation right now, so you yeah. can take the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We're talking about Grand Metropolis and Power Plant. 
Um, again, I like the design. Uh, this is like a cool future city. Like, it's one of those, I, I think I remember back in the day being like, golly gosh, do other people live here? Think of the lore implications. <laughs> and, um, which is why I'm, you know, I'm glad that came to good use in, uh, like, the, the Champions arc in Archie Sonic. I was about to say where, Breezy lives here. Yeah. <laughs> Bre- yeah, Breezy owns all this now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I remember thinking that's really cool. This is another one that there aren't too many, you know, collar pulling sections. Uh, I think I remember one team, uh, falling in that lava and the, the last section yeah. in the power plant. And that wasn't fun because something broke. <laughs> this also might've been the first time when I was playing, I want to say team dark or team Sonic where it's like, Oh, do a homing attack and then a light speed dash on these rings. I'm thinking, yeah, I love doing that. It's so cool. Oops, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) See, that worked pretty consistently for me. So, like... Yes, there... The the part I'm thinking where it worked is Team Dart gives you a lot of them in the elevator sections, and it feels super nice to hit those light speeds and make it to the top. Yes. Yeah, you cut down the level time by that, and you (laughs) spend less time playing it, so it's great. Well, that that feels like a super neat one, because it works because you're at, like, a flat plane angle, and that's usually where it messes up. Um, But, yeah, all those hit it. But, yes, there is one where it's like, you know, uh, a a side path where it's like you can go straight or over to the left. You can hit this one little floating uh, enemy and then a light speed dash. It should be a very cool moment. But, yep, sure did. Just sent me straight into the pit the first time I did it. And (laughs) that is one of those things I understand is probably super hard to get right as far as, like, developing a game. But also, like... Oh, it feels so bad to have it not work, and it wasn't my fault. Like, if it was something I did, like I missed the timing, that wouldn't feel as bad. But it's like, no, the, the game mechanic you've introduced me to just failed, and so it feels real crappy, unfortunately. Overall, I, I really like these these levels. Again, uh, this is where they introduce you to rail grinding, which... We were talking in the preamble, like, does grinding even work in this game? And the answer is yes, but only if you really think about it super hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a good thing you don't have to do a lot of that coming after this level, right? Who boy. Uh, It seems like grinding is affected by, like in Sonic Adventure 2, leaning into turns, but your character gives no or barely any visual uh, feedback to where it's working and also it seems like some characters are also constantly grinding backwards and that really oh, yeah. throws me mm-hmm. off uh I-, I do remember playing as a kid just pressing b over and over and making my characters do a little dance and it felt like <laughs> i was doing something then <laughs> yeah it didn't it took me until this playthrough to realize that i just had to hold down b because i i definitely push b over and over again to make them keep spinning on the rails <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> This is where they mix up the bosses where you fight another, um, (laughs) I'm just remembering, this is where you fight another team, um, implying that all of these stories are going on simultaneously. So as, uh, you know, if you're playing, um, Team Sonic, you will have a quick skirmish against, uh, Team Rose, and if you're Team Dark, you fight against the Chaotix, which, I'm gonna make a statement here, I think the cutscene before the Team Dark Chaotix fight 
is the funniest thing that has been in any <laughs> Sonic game because as Rouge is, you know, yelling at the Chaotix because she thinks they are also after Eggman's treasure, they turn around and Vector goes, Who's this broad? <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I compared it, I think he says, like, the equivalent in Japanese, God, it put me on the floor. I forgot how funny it is. <laughs> It's one of those things like you don't quite expect to hear, and then when it happens, just like, oh, this is a Sonic game, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when, it's like when you fall in a hole, and Amy screams, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, or she also, when, if you find like a secret one up, just goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> we were talking about wonky translation. That is pitch perfect. Absolutely, that is the the vector, the crocodile. I want carried forward forever. <laughs> It does what Nintendo don't. I do love Vector's voice in this. I know we're going off track here a little bit. Uh, what a funny little boy. I think you mentioned, Jeremy, before when we were talking about this, that he does have those season one Homer Simpsons vibes. In this <laughs> yeah. well. But he also has like latter season Homer Simpson when he's yelling, I think. Like, <laughs> it is funny that... Uh, in the like the opening cutscene for Team Chaotix, he seems to have a very like intentional, a little bit of like New York, you know, yeah. just one of those guys. <laughs> um, I, which I think you know, funnily comes back in uh, Sonic X, where uh, at least in the <laughs> in the original version, he straight up like does a Columbo impression at some point, <laughs> which is yeah, that's what Vector kind of sounds like. Is hey, one more thing, hey, forget about but then. It fluctuates throughout the game to where he gains and loses different accents. And yeah, there's times where he's doing like the old like, oh, Walter Cronkite, Hopper Simpson. Like, oh, come on, guys. Come on, SPO. Let's go out for a frosty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when he, when, but when like the introduction, uh, it was when they uh, face Team Rose. Yeah. And uh, he just politely comes like, excuse me, miss. I was wondering if I could ask you something. Yes. <laughs> Which also another Japanese cutscene. He also makes a sound that just sounds like the home improvement. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's hard to harp too much on it because it's just so damn funny. Vector's, <laughs> Vector's voice. Uh, funny, haha. Before it was just funny. What the hell are they doing in <laughs> the next game? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is where you fight one of the other teams, and uh, it seems like you either spend five minutes trying to knock the last person out, or you beat them within ten seconds, because you hit them within the right attack. I just get lucky on these ones, or really unlucky and spend too much time. (laughs) You turn on cheats and you do ultimate blast, and there you go. (laughs) Unless it's Team Dark, and then they're frozen in place, and you can do nothing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Something we didn't mention is that this game puts a lot more emphasis on like pre-rendered cutscenes compared to the last few, especially like before all the rival fights and stuff like that. And I remember that being like a huge deal back when this game came out. Yeah, it's also um, like the first time they finalized all the cutscenes like to the English part, and so you've got like proper lip sync and stuff like that, and. They're definitely, you can see, are rough around the edges, but for the time, I think they look really good. Yeah, like, they they are definitely not as, like, polished as, you know, any of the current day Marza stuff, or even what Blur would do in, like, the subsequent two games, but still. The shift to Shadow the Hedgehog is, like, whoo, wow. 
but uh, but it's still it, it's, it's it's nice. They're nice little shiny characters. I don't mind it so much. But it's a bit weird looking at the Chow though because they look like they're constantly. Like, I suppose they are made of water, but it's weird seeing them wobbling as yeah. if like as if they're like the glass of water in Jurassic Park when <laughs> yeah. Nasty Cracks comes in. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little odd. Yeah, I think I, I, I didn't mention, I don't actually, I'm not crazy about how the characters look in this game. Yeah. Because um, it's just shiny plastic, yeah. and I, I don't know what they were going for, like, uh, trying to make it look, I've heard some people try and argue that they were trying to make it look like, uh, you know, Sonic Adventure era 2D artwork, and I just don't see it. And, you know, it wouldn't help that this would carry forward for the next few games and some of the spinoffs. And I'm just not a fan of the shiny plastic look. I would much prefer, like, you know, muddy textures like the adventure titles. But the the way the characters are built, at least, is fine. Like the, uh, you know, the proportions and all that. And um, that so that's OK. It's it doesn't bother me as much now as it did then. But yeah, I, I think they had to, you know, make some sacrifices to basically make everything work on all three consoles at the time. Yeah. But, you know, for what it is, it's fine. Yeah. Plus, like the reason why they look they do is just maybe they didn't have the time or the resources to, like, put a little bit more into the detail. It probably makes more sense to have like a more plasticky look to neatly fit on all the consoles. But I knowing what we know now, I got to imagine at least like the crumbling <laughs> had something to do with it <laughs> from uh from from my research jake i think you're you're right on track uh from from what i saw that they i don't know if it was the lead you know development hardware but they did have like the ps2 being the quote-unquote weakest of the like the three consoles they were going for and so they said this has to work on the PS2 before, you know, mm. we crank anything up for the GameCube or Xbox. And even then I think yeah, we mentioned before the PS2 like has frame issues and is missing a lot of the special, you know, particle effects, glowing stuff like that that are in the other versions. And so yeah, I think you're 100% right that they probably had to sit down and say, you know, we want a new look for this game also it has to go to all of this these different hardware skews and so i i I get that i understand while we're on the topic of design changes this is so like small and insignificant in the grand scheme of things but is it just my imagination or is tails like considerably more yellow in this game definitely yes to match the red blue yellow speed fly and power I don't like that so much. <laughs> I know that was a big that that is a big thing, isn't it? That classic tails was always orange and brown in the cartoons, <laughs> and then they just straight up decided to make him more yellow in adventure. And then yes, he is straight up like sunflower yellow in this game. <laughs> it is super weird, but also like I'm kind of used to it. He's gotten a little more orange in in yeah later games, and even looking at like Sonic Two the movie, he is definitely classic tales yeah. orange i'm glad because that felt like a massive nitpick but it's just one of those little things that bother me just a smidge <laughs> i guess it was just to match the theming yeah they had to be like okay sonic is the blue so he's the speed tails is the fly so he has to be yellow i guess <laughs> <laughs> Um, Casino Park and Bingo Highway. Uh, they look great. They're terrible. I hate them. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> oh, they wanted to give. They, they they probably listened to the fans who were saying like, "Oh, we really like the casino levels and Sonic." Like, don't worry, we got you. We can make a good casino level. <laughs> can you? Like, 
we we mentioned uh you know in our pinball episode we said we're, we're gonna skip over sonic adventure because those aren't very good and we just didn't even think about the pinball in this game because it is abysmally bad oh, yes. <laughs> does not work so bad I okay. I felt insane where I would get dropped under the table and like launch my character, and they would just keep going in the direction I was holding. Like that's not how pinball works. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, no. You can't do that. And it just becomes an exercise of get me off of this table as fast as possible. I'm convinced <laughs> that if I had Derek play one of those levels, he would have sworn off our friendship forever. <laughs> he would have. He would have yeah. been very upset <laughs> maybe in hindsight good thing we forgot about it in this episode, in that episode. <laughs> yeah so i don't know what's worse the 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 pinball table in casino park or the mandatory cutscene sending you down the bingo highway in that one where it's like okay guess i get to watch this sequence again because my you know my character fell off and God forbid you accidentally switch characters like the game wants you to before they're all back in formation because then it'll send you straight back to one of those tables. So oh, I boy. found an exploit for that. Ooh. Oh, God. Was it switching characters or? Sort of. So a couple times where you're going on, like, they'll put you on the track to, like, do the bingo table, whatever. If you're using speed formation and you approach it very slowly... Only your speed character will get on the track and not the other two characters. So if your speed character falls off, it'll automatically switch to one of the other two who is still just standing around back uh, at the start of the tube. So you won't lose a life, but you have to do that again. Yes. <laughs> which is actually which is actually how I managed to fill out the bingo card a couple times. I actually ran into I don't know if it's a bug or if I'm just stupid and didn't understand, but there is uh, this is where the uh, the bouncer robots, um, which also show up in that Champions arc, um, will suck up one of your characters and force you to switch to formations to free them. I had that happen a couple of times where I either got one of those trapped or got a character smushed under one of the anvil things. And then I got to a point where I needed that character to proceed and they wouldn't come back. Yeah, that and, happened to me a couple of times, uh, too. The the only thing that, that I could get them back with was a Team Blast, which again, I had the cheat on that was just Ultimate Team Blast. But I thought, well, okay, if I was playing this casually, I that was it. I, I guess I would just start over. And oh man, that happened a couple of times in a few levels. And I was like, I don't know what the intended solution is. I know there's, sometimes there's a switch you can use to bring the anvil back up, but that was cruddy. These levels are are gorgeous, though. I love the designs, like all of the eggplants and their funny little costumes and and stuff like that. That is fantastic. Yeah. The this also might be one of my favorite. You know, we're saving the music for last, but I love the casino park theme. Um, just the little the little melody throughout. Um, except when it changes keys when it's about to loop, and that makes me real anxious. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yep. about? The very end. It 
it's like a bit of a Doki Doki literature club moment. You're like, uh oh, what's going wrong? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's it's I, I I do not know musical theory, but I know the key has changed and also in a way that makes me feel anxious. So Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit weird that they decided to do that. Okay, um partway through I'm expecting just Monica to appear on the screen. <laughs> just just Sonica. <laughs> <laughs> now there's <Yeah>. some fan <laughs> art <laughs> unfortunately this is also where they decided to mix it up with bosses and it's it's robot carnival which sounds fun as a name but it's just a bunch of regular enemies and it sucks <laughs> i don't think any of these are good it's just it's just a miniature horn mode and it's not fun to play no because all you're doing is just you're 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 building up your levels so you can you can uh hit the enemies you know destroy them quicker and building up your team blast to save for when they throw the you know the regular enemies that take eight hits mm-hmm. and uh, i'll just i'll just team blast them and then stand around awkwardly while eggman in the background's going come on bring it bring the next one <laughs> smash them all that's the plan thanks Eggman does have some great lines. Oh, he with, does. Um, Don't get too excited, boys. Those were the easy ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of them. Eggman is turned up so, so high that it's hard to get mad at some of the weird ones. Like, um, this isn't the end. Yeah, very <laughs> no, I'm really mad. Uh, it's not quite Roll Julia in the Street Fighter movie levels of Ham for a last appearance. <laughs> but uh, I just realized the significance of this being his last game. So, oh, oh yeah. man. I know. Yes, and now the next stage is where everything continues to fall apart. Rail Canyon and Bullet Station. So, we already talked about how rail grinding is weird and doesn't seem to work properly. How about an entire section of the game where that's all you do? Bullet Station is one of those stages that stuck with me because it was one of the first ones I played because I had that Mario Kart Double Dash bonus disc that had the Sonic Heroes demo on it. That's the one oh, wow. they gave wow. you as a demo? They want you to play the game. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you going to encourage people in? <laughs> oh, man. Back back before they had put the filter on Omega's voice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? That's gonna, that must be unsettling. It's just John St. John <laughs> speaking in monotone. Prepare to infiltrate. Eggman's robots must be eliminated. Activation initiated. Approach a wall using homing attack with Shadow as leader. Press the A button for triangle jump. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about these levels. They're kind of ugly. I like how the how some of the, the baddies are designed. Um, it almost looks like... God, what is the green rhino from Sonic Adventure? That's what some of the these... Rhino uh, Literally the rhino <laughs> I, is, is that Is that what these are? Um, I don't in, think so, on, on but some it of the definitely rails? reminds yeah. me of Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll just, you know, echo what everybody's saying. Like, the rail, like, making a whole section of the game just rails, like, you think it's going to be cool. It's not. But for some reason, I actually really enjoy, I'll call it the immense verticality of the stage, at least for Rail Canyon. Like, even though free falling doesn't really play, like, a much of any gameplay element in that level at all, there's something to me visually appealing about like being on a rail really high up and then seeing rails like really far down and just being like I don't know the verticality is cool there I just like the, the distance I know what you mean it, it does comparing and contrasting this to uh, Sonic and Shadows final levels in their Adventure 2 campaigns which also has lots of rails and lots of 
verticality and falling and there's even that uh shortcut in sonics where you can you know hop off the rail and fall for about 30 seconds and oh yeah i i I wish it felt more like that because i think you get a similar sense of scale and like oh yeah you know i'm falling but i'm gonna aim it just right and heroes ask you to do that too some of the auto sections where it's like okay you know we shot through this big cannon and okay all right i'm about to get back control it's gonna drop me on this rail and no, the, the game expects you to guide yourself onto this rail at a bad camera angle with high speeds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes, I, I remember uh, at least four or five times like having to redo an entire section because it's like, OK, it just dropped me into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand what you're saying, Jake, about like how cool it looks to see all these rails everywhere. Rails suspended by nothing, which by the way is a thing that's always been in Sonic and you really shouldn't complain about it too much when you see it in new Sonic games. <laughs> anyway, on. <laughs> I will say I, I understand what you're saying and to jump ahead, I think Egg Fleet does it a uh, uh, hundred times better. I mean, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Egg Albatross is another. It's it's a bigger version of your of, of Egg Hawk. I mean, Egg Hawk is literally plopped on top. Yep. I'm gonna make another controversial statement and say I think the uh, giant battleship bosses in Sonic Colors did this concept a lot better of running alongside this big battleship shooting things on you. I agree. Yeah, but I I, I see what they were going for. It is kind of cool how stuff drops off of it. Um, and it's uh, enters, you know, a different phase of the, the fight. But again, it's just like, there's no communication on what you're supposed to be attacking to get that to happen. So you just kind of end up mashing and, you know, doing your team blast. And it's, it's, again, it's one of those, I'm like, I, I want it to be a little bit better because I love the, the concept is super cool. Yeah. I take the Danny DeVito approach with all of these. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When all this fails. <laughs> oh, I do love, this is where, regardless of what team you're playing is where you get the, the the dead egg man on the ground oh but then the funny little part comes out and he starts laughing at you and our characters get to react to this and then i think it's team is it team dark and team sonic it's straight up like oh jig is up this is it's metal sonic <laughs> spoilers they still don't know but yeah it basically reveals it in those two stories which we're acting like they don't spoil it in the opening mm-hmm. uh the opening demo as right. well <laughs> that wow that sure looks like metal sonic <laughs> This Sonic is actually the unofficial Heroes. continuation of our Sonic CD uh, uh, discussions ah. because Metal Sonic's back, ladies and gents. And he's spikier than ever. <laughs> it's not like they, you know, totally spoiled that in the very first trailer for the game. <laughs> no, yeah, <fine>. that too. <laughs> Neo Metal, uh, we've probably talked about it before, but Neo Metal Sonic is such a cool design. It's a great yeah. design. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Metal Sonic in base form because that's just like the ideal form for any robot or character. But yeah, this is like... He's such a spiky boy, and he's kind of and he's spooky. I like it. I think we gushed over in our, um, you know, our champions, Archie Sonic, that uh, I never realized he has a cool, like, leather, like, half kilt um, oh, yeah. along with his cape. Um, and I love it. It's super neat. It, it yeah. makes me wish that, uh, you know, you kind of got a better look at him before he turns into a boss dragon at the end. <laughs> we'll get to that and the disappointment thereof. Yep. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised after this how much uh, Frog Forest and Lost Jungle are like all of their little gimmicks kind of work okay. 
Um, until you get to, of course, the end of Lost Jungle, where you're uh, escaping from the giant crocodile. and Which is frightening, can I say? <laughs> one false button press, and you just die and have to do the whole thing over. Which is real great after you've spent, you know, nine to ten minutes in a level and had a great run, and then this stupid bull <laughs> throws that all down the toilet very disappointing to me missed opportunity if i've ever seen one that you don't get to do the giant alligator section while playing as chaotix with, with like, oh my gosh yes yeah. yes <laughs> mom <laughs> <laughs> what could have been the giant frogs that already are just froggy's models yes yeah, yeah. scaled up <laughs> <laughs> and, and, fro- and Froggy's dark alter ego in the second Foggy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is one thing that I saw um, that they, uh, I like the little references to, to other games. Like Knuckles talks about how um, uh, he says something like, We have jungle mushrooms on my island too, but not this huge. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. that's cute. Oh, acknowledging the classic games. I always like Yeah. That. Yeah, I think um, there there's a couple that they just straight up added in the, the English localization, but I know that there's um, Amy comments on uh, in Final Fortress about how it reminds her of uh, attacking the egg carrier yep. and stuff like that. This weather reminds me of our last attack on the egg carrier. And um, I think she also is the one that mentions uh, uh, Casino Park reminding her of Casinopolis in Station Square. This city reminds me of Casinoopolis. Or Casinoopolis, as she calls That's it. That's right. Oh, yeah, does she? <laughs> I, I just want to point out, you pointed out that bit where she talks about the egg carrier. It's a very, that scene was very funny to me because <laughs> Cream's like, You've been in battle before? What? You too, Mr. Big? <laughs> and Big just goes, Froggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His heart is set on just one thing. What was it? Oh, yeah, this is where you get your other team battle. It's a uh, Team Dark versus Sonic, which man i gotta say is probably peak sonic and shadow here <laughs> i love sonic's reaction to shadow being alive again he's just like huh you're guess you're too stubborn to die is a more or less what he's saying <laughs> yeah i think i've seen someone say that it's supposedly similar to what he says during their the final battle in a uh, sonic adventure 2 the, oh. uh, the i die hard that just kind of it's hard it's hard to translate that over um but yeah, I guess the equivalent would be to say, oh, I guess you die hard as well. <laughs> you never cease to surprise me either. Yes. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been good. Hey, that's, that's why I pay you the big bucks, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking earlier about how, like, because of all the pre-rendered cutscenes, uh, there got to be some focus about, like, making the lips match English words. Um, like, this is one of those ones where I had to, like, kind of really, like, look closely at it because I was like, Oh yeah, like they actually animate Shadow saying to die for. And I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah, they get they get that nice emphasis. It is not the original line. The original line is him saying like, "Well, you're going to have to die then," or something like that. But they change it cuz cuz he's literally talking about a date. It's like, "Well, I guess it's going to be a date to die for." The sassy little bitch. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's my line. No it isn't. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> when, have, when have you been known to say that? <laughs> Hi, I'm Sonic, um, and I will actually murder you. 
this particular era of shadow is my favorite shadow and i it's it's not that he can't be brooding because i mean we'll 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 definitely touch on his his story but no it's yeah like you said shadow he's he's got that little streak of sassiness in him that uh that kind of gets tamped down these days Mm -hmm. you know he he may have forgotten everything about himself but that remains (laughs) yes exactly i i agree (laughs) yeah i'm the coolest (laughs) he is the coolest I think Hang Castle and Mystic Mansion might be the 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 most complete feeling levels as far as the the design, the gimmicks that work pretty okay, and just the there are bottomless pit sections, but you actually have a lot of like indoor segments yeah. um, where you can't fall down, <laughs> and I I kind of appreciated that. It might just be some part of me that just likes the Halloween theme. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a callback to Pumpkin Hill yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> For me, uh, I think Hang Castle and Mystic Mansion are... I- I'm not actually not usually one for, like, spooky castle levels, like, aesthetically in games, but, like, these are my favorite ones to look at in this game. Like, I, I just like the-, the art direction for these two levels. They look great. They sound great. Like, it all complements each other quite well. I, I Unfortunately, I think this is... I think they introduced them in Frog Forest and Lost Jungle, but this is where they just start throwing the big hammer guys at you that yeah. also don't really communicate how you're supposed to beat them. Some of them take regular damage. Some of them have armored helmets on that'll come off with a tornado attack. Some of them don't. And it's just like, okay, let me just spam this until I get a team blast. Yep. Sometimes <laughs> you have to wait for them to do their little spinny hammer attack so they all get off balance and you can knock them over. Yeah. But aside from that, it's just tiring. <laughs> it, it really sucks when you're trying to keep that special uh, stage key and you run into one of these guys oh. and seems like no matter what you do you take damage um god which is another thing the the little egg pawns that have the little lance spears i swear the hitboxes are on those like are always active and so if you come at them from the wrong angle you will take damage yes. and and drop your key and rings and yeah then you get another it's called something different. It's Robot Storm. It's another horde mode. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as the last one, but worse. <laughs> they change things up a little bit just by having you have to like use the cannons to jump to different zones and stuff, but it's yeah. still not great. Which for some reason took me a while to figure out the second time. I was like, where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> um, then you get into probably here. I said this might not be my favorite design this is the best feeling stage is egg fleet because man not only do you get that crunchy guitar right at the beginning you get the and most of the i think team chaotix and team rose don't get it but dark and sonic get the uh, the automated section that just launches you into the air at the very beginning and like you said earlier jake you get that sense of verticality where not only can you not see the ground below you and you get this gorgeous view of, like I said, these great battleships that look like, you know, uh, uh, God, like a saw. A sawfish. Uh, uh, yeah, they're all shaped like different types of like sharks and other fish and stuff. Yes, I, I love it. It's Eggman over his loudspeaker. I love how he, he talks to himself in the third person. He says like, oh, this armada built by the hands of a genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
Um, and yes, you get this sense of you are so high up, and there's you can see so many things below you. It's just a really good sense of scale, honestly. Yeah. Yes. I, I really like that in this level. There is rails in this one to get you between sections, but there's not too much switching where you can, you know, fly off into the, the stratosphere. They do introduce the, God, like these cool, almost Gundam-esque mech robots that transform into jets to oh, shoot yeah. you with lasers that are cool, except when um, they're just blocking all your shots and you don't know how to damage them without a team yeah. blast. But... <laughs> Again, love their design. <laughs> and speaking of the rails in the in this level, I think it's it, it, are the laser rails in the second one or is it in both levels? I forget. Yeah, that's Final Fortress. Yeah, so I I actually really like that, especially like when you're holding down B and just grinding super fast, and like like when you find that sweet spot where you don't have to jump between rails and you're just going super fast and seeing the lasers go past you. I, I like the thrill of that. It's really fun. Yeah. That, that was one. We talked about switching rails being difficult. I don't remember it breaking on that section, which is very nasty, yes. <laughs> where they're they're lighting up uh, about to, you know, shoot the laser at you and your other characters will call out, um, oh, it's the yellow laser, and you know which one to switch to. Um, that is cool. There's even, I like, this, this is also one of the ones where I realized that holding forward on that rail does seem to speed you up some. Because there's that final section where it's the giant laser about to fire oh, yeah. from the giant Eggman's eye. And yeah, you can you can zoom past that and, and just miss it. And it creates a little bit of tension there. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, because <laughs> uh, that's another one where I think if you do, yeah, if like, oops, you decided to grind this whole thing as flight formation, which is molasses slow <laughs> and just get blasted by that laser and die <laughs> right at the end. Uh, yeah, Final Fortress is pretty cool, too. I love the, you know, the scary thunderstorm setting. It really does feel like, OK, this is the last level. Yeah. I know it's a video game, so you don't have to get too deep into it. But like, why does Eggman have more than actually not even Eggman? Because it's Neo Metal Sonic. Why does he have so many self-destruct buttons everywhere on his <laughs> on his carriers? I mean, my mind immediately goes to that is Eggman's contingency plan. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, just as anytime something goes wrong is, <laughs> well, better blow it up. <laughs> uh, Eggman going scorched earth at a moment's notice does feel right to yeah, me. Yeah, you know what, you're Yes, right. that is just his last revenge. Like, oh, you've destroyed everything. Well, I'm taking it down with me, you know. <laughs> Guess I'll just jump on the giant red button in the end of this, <laughs> this <Yes>. character. <laughs> I'm going to do the most evil thing. Uh, Litter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, you really want to get uh, nitpicky. Let's talk about the Eggman has access to just an infinite number of resources to keep these things I know, going. seriously. <laughs> like, when you start getting into, like, how does he fund this, you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to spend the brain power on that. <laughs> yeah. At least Vector actually asks at one yeah. point, Eggman must be rich. I wonder if he'll hire us, yeah. which is very yeah. good. <laughs> I, I did notice I was picking up on the idle lines a lot more during this playthrough than I think any of my mm-hmm. uh, previous ones. I guess I, I want to point out the, fu- the 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 stuff I like is some of them are genuinely funny <laughs> like that, especially Team Chaotix. Yeah. Um, I think Egg Emperor might be like the best regular boss. Um, it is funny. What was that a couple of years ago? Someone pointed out that it doesn't seem to fit the uh, naming with the giant birds unless you know of an you know think of it as an emperor penguin and I like that 
I like that I interpretation. Like that. Yeah. I think this is the one where, like, the traveling boss does kind of work. Um, I love that they give you, like, the, the level up upgrades right at the beginning, and then you can grab an, uh, two extra runs right before the, the first, uh, you know, arena. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a little... This is the only one where it's like, hey, the big glowing rainbow spot with Eggman's face in it is what you hit, <laughs> and also the one on his shield, if you want to take that down to make it yeah. easier. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't give you a whole lot of time to, like... I feel like if you make one mistake during that first walk-up, it really just hammers you, like... There's not a whole lot of room to jump over the, like, horizontal slice. So if you get hit by that, get knocked down, he'll keep moving, and then as soon as he hits a certain distance, he'll do his charge at you, which I don't think I've ever managed to avoid. So it's like, he just keeps hammering you, and it's it's very easy to get kind of, like, stun-locked into that uh, position, like, right from the jump and immediately lose a life. I do love that... Uh... Eggman, this is one of the ones that has a custom intro where he says all of the characters' names. And so you get like a clear, like, you know, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, this is it. But he goes through all of them. I even love in, especially in uh, uh, Japanese, the, uh, you know, Otsuka, rest his soul as well. Um, You know, go, Emi, Krim, Big. This is the final fight. <laughs> I just, it's a shame he didn't, he didn't name drop cheese. I feel like this is. I know. I want the poor child. I need to. Hear, I need to hear Eggman say Jesus. <laughs> you know. Now I think about it. Like of all the advantages that Team Rose get, they're actually a four-character team. So this is really yeah, unfair. It's really yeah. tipped in their favor. I wish Cheese was as powerful as he was in Sonic Advance too. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I do, I do like Egg Emperor as a boss. I, I wish they might have, you know. I wonder what they did first. I wish this would have been uh, the, you know, the the model for the rest of them. But oh well. So I mean, we went through the stages with Team Sonic, um, and you know, Team Sonic stories like, hey, they beat Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Their last cutscene is the the whole fleet exploding. <laughs> And presumably raining like fiery wreckage upon the planet. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Don't worry, they're over the ocean. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, I see their parachutes. <laughs> I just want to, like, before we move on from that, like, uh, Team Sonic, Team Dark, these stages, like, we've talked about them in quite a bit of detail, but I feel like one recurring thing throughout them all is I feel like they really wear out their welcome quite fast. Oh, like, yes. before they start, like, cycling, d- doing the same stuff over yeah, again. Yeah, no, like, they, those stages can go, like, upwards of ten minutes sometimes. Oh. It's... Mm. That was my average, like, and that's not counting all the extra time from like dying and having to replay certain portions. And my classic Sonic fan brain was like, "Oh no, oh no, I'm nearly out of yeah, time." Yeah, me too. Just me too. Yeah. the old limit, the old hard limit. Um, and like, but more often than not, about the time, round about the time, I would start getting sick of the stage. Another checkpoint would pop up, and we're like, "Okay, yes, I'm halfway there." <laughs> it's it's uh, rough. They're just way too yeah, long. I was gonna say that's the thing, like. <laughs> Like all of the levels in this game are just long. They just go and go. And yeah, there was, I mean, there was a joke at the beginning about how like the <laughs> the Team Rose version may be the best way to play because they're half the length. But mm. there's truth to it. These levels are long. It's a lot yes. more fun because you get like a much more of a, a condensed taste of the actual level before you get sick of it. So I don't I, know, I, man. That's like the ideal way to play for me. With Eggfleet, like when you're playing as like Team Sonic, and I'm assuming Team Dark, because in in this playthrough, going up to the podcast, I didn't have enough time. 
but like you literally have to like basically do the same thing twice in just one level with team sonic where you like mm-hmm. you like you run up and you find the self-destruct button and then you get thrown to another carrier mm-hmm. and then you do it all over again and i'm like we only need to do this once why are we doing this twice <laughs> it feels artificially bloated doesn't it, it feels like they were like oh shit, this level isn't long enough uh copy paste it, that's exactly <laughs> what it feels like it's probably a whole other discussion to have on even more than the adventure games which did you know separate campaigns and lots of repeated levels this feels like they had a framework and said "Uh oh this game needs to be x amount of hours Mm -hmm. long or people aren't going to like it and you know i i have hindsight on my side looking back on the last you know two decades of sonic games and i you know i I don't know how I, i i don't know if it feels like they are damned if they do damned if they don't if they put out a modern sonic title that was say similar to generations but was like four to six hours long with some solid stages i think people would lose their minds because oh that's too short and so i i I get it but yeah sonic heroes seeing that here it's there is just way too much going on Mm -hmm. um there is lots of repeated sections that again like you said are they cut out in team rose and those feel much more peppy <laughs> when you, you, you come across a crest over a hill and you're like, Oh, there's the gold ring. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard not to, not to think uh, it's, it, it is, it's just way too long for a Sonic yeah. level. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> but then that brings us to kind of like the differences between the stages. Cause we talked about how like team rose is basically the baby version, but is also the best version <laughs> in some way. Yes. Uh, and how um, they they barely advertise that in the game itself that yeah, oh this is a little easier but i like it more <laughs> uh, kind of um team because like i think the differences are team sonic is the base level one that's the 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 default uh team rose is the beginner one team dark is the expert one which is to say they drag it out by having like more like challenges where you need to pay more attention and more puzzles and things and it gets a bit tiring more enemies i think yep just in, in team dark in general more enemies and then team chaotix is it's all mission based where you have to find objects or well sometimes sometimes it's literally just just do the level normal and <laughs> you know what is it like fi- find the lost chow instead of the gold ring at the you end you have to do the level normal but it's like a different layout and usually a bit shorter so yeah. i had a bit more fun with the chaos yeah me too one, actually, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine it was fine because it didn't last nearly as long and it was kind of enjoyable just looking around being almost being like a detective Especially for Grand Metropolis, where you kill a lot of people, like a detective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I know about detectives yeah. for. Some of the things that Eggman has you doing for these challenges are a little weird, let's say. Ten hermit crabs. Literally right off the bat, he's like, I'm going to attest your abilities. <laughs> Find ten hermit crabs. At a beach. Weird, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's Eggman, by the way. I'm sorry to spoil you all, but that's Eggman. Wait, all. Yeah. Clearly Eggman on the, is their client So hired them uh, to do this here's job. Here's the thing. I had that spoiled for me long before because I remember back when this game was coming out, somebody leaked a bunch of in-progress uh, cutscenes that hadn't been fully... Oh, my uh, Like production hadn't been fully finished, so they hadn't finished putting the music in or the effects on the voice, so you just hear... The, like, walkie-talking, the opening cutscene. I've heard good things about you and require your detective (laughs) services. And it's like, okay, the game's not even out and we already know the twist. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you can kind of do right away because yeah. that's Dean Bristow no matter what way you yeah. slice it. It's yeah, and it's it's the same in Japanese. It's the same filter that's just pitched up, and you're like, yeah, that's that's Osuka. It's Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love like. I, do, I talked about how I love the lighter tone of the story and Team Chaotix might be the best one because it's so funny because these <laughs> they are reintroduced to the Sonic franchise as these silly little guys now. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy to see them back when this first came out because I was like, ah, my boys! <laughs> yeah, I thought it was super cool, yeah. I do think it's funny. We talked about their voices that... Um, or did you, I can't remember. Did you already mention that, Chris, that... SBO in English sounds like incredibly on edge, like gritty teeth. <laughs> Spirit <laughs> does not does not super gel with his supposed personality of being a chill ninja. <laughs> yes, I am relaxed. <laughs> I will say, you know, for just for the sake of fairness, that Charmy is just as annoying in Japanese as he is in English. <laughs> <laughs> he does have some super cute moments. I love how most of his um, uh, gimmick of repeating what others say but wrong gets yeah. carried over um, into into the English version. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> He's just a kid. Um, it's funny for me, because this has been brought up many times, but uh, the fact that this is the first depiction of Charmy in a long time, and... Uh, STC got it right again because they made him an annoying little child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah they were ahead of the times. They realized, oh, a B character, he's going to yeah, suck. No, they they <laughs> were right on the money with that one. <laughs> yep. uh, I do love this small child. He's, t- he's Charmy B! <laughs> yes, they, they at least go all in with it. Like, that is, that is what they're yep. going for. Um, I love how at the, you know, at the end when the curtain is dropped and they realize, you know, which I, I think actually, you know, they imply Vector's the one who figures out it was Eggman and yeah. Charmy and Espio like are still detective. in the dark. Yeah. It's kind of implied <laughs> that he has already had his suspicion by the time of, like, after Egg Albatross. Like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's saying, I've <laughs> yeah. had these suspicions about our clients. Could be you know who. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Espio's just like... Maybe a close friend, perhaps a relative. <laughs> uh-huh. Come on, see, man. I see. I misinterpreted like the you know who line as talking about Metal Sonic in reference to the Carnival Island stuff from Chaotix. But I oh. think, but you know, not having not played it, I'm going. I naturally assume now that that was like a weird translation thing, and him actually meaning to say like yeah. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Yes, uh, from from what I've seen, that is what is they just they picked a weird turn of phrase. Is uh, he just kind of trails off, like saying, "Oh, it could be," and then yeah. you know the scene ends. But, but yeah, less it's very weird. Like you know who? I'm like, no, I don't really, <laughs> Vector. <laughs> just, you might as well just say it at that point. When it's uh, okay, um, well, I was going to lead it to the actual r- reveal, but Jackie pointed out something to me while I was playing this: is the fact that. When you go to when you're as chaotic in Final Fortress, the whole thing is you're supposed to find ten keys to open up his cell. Then when Vector gets to the cell, he just busts <laughs> it open with his fists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some uh, dissonance. He had there. to melt down the uh, the keys into brass knuckles to be able to punch it through. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, it's um, and then he when they open the door and he, and he busts out that Doctor Livingston, I presume, sort of reference of Doctor Eggman, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> nah, oh, uh, man. 
That's a that weird whole one. scene is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, Eggman like stepping up, saying, "Oh, I plan to pay you. In fact, when I take over the world, I will pay you." <laughs> I found out that's actually translated differently in the Japanese version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when he says, "As soon as I conquer the world, you'll get half." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Both are good, but there's something about the grand way he delivers such a line in the English. I will pay you! Uh, another, another, do you want to know another translation difference, Please. by the way? When they decide to beat the abs ever loving <laughs> for not for welching on his deal. Charmy, uh, in, the, in the English, Charmy says, Take this, you bad man! In Japanese, he says, Death penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, they're much more murderous in oh the, uh, the Japanese version. Death penalty. <laughs> oh man, it, it is another super. In any any version, yes, the following Eggman just shrieking in pain <laughs> from <laughs> Charmy stabbing him. To So good, oh, huh? I love these guys. I, I I don't know how much I I super love all of their missions, and also I remember taking notes and realizing that, oh my god, Shadow the Hedgehog's game is all of these missions. <laughs> like yeah, they made a whole game out of these. <laughs> oh boy, but worse with the, cho- <laughs> yes. with the choice of picking the other one, I guess. But they are uh, so funny. I I love Team Chaotix <laughs> in this. I, I I have said it before that I just want. Some form of media that is just Charmy's two dads like, <laughs> solving Scooby Doo esque yes. crimes as with Team. There Chaotix. was a point where I wanted Telltale's Team Chaotix the game, but yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I was gonna say we kind of we kind of talked about my my favorite part of Team Rose is how funny uh, Cream is in uh, Japanese, especially. But their whole thing is that um, uh, Amy has seen a picture of Sonic in the paper seemingly kidnapping Froggy and Cheese's brother, uh, Chocolachow. Um, and so they are, that is why they are chasing after Sonic, which, you know, of course, Amy just wants to marry him, which, oh boy, I'm glad that era of Amy is seemingly over and it's a lot more subtle <laughs> now. But I think it was it the, the Japanese manual that implies that they. Big and uh, Cream met Amy at like the newspaper, the newspaper headquarters, uh, because you know the picture of Sonic, and so like they've literally uh, uh, Cream has only known Amy for like this afternoon, <laughs> which is also funny. <laughs> um, but that's their whole story; is they're trying to get their their little animal friends back. And um, I do like the payoff to that, to like that whole motivation, and that it was revealed that. Yeah, Metal ki- kidnapped them because he wanted, like, Chaos's uh, data for his big, you know, power. Yeah. It's like, that's a good bit of, like, you know, using the lore for, you know, a motivation. Yeah. With Froggy, it makes sense. I don't know why they specifically chose Chocolo. Is Chocolo, like, got, like, uh, I know these are Chow and therefore connected to Chaos. But there's something significant. No, about I think that's specifically Chow. it. Like he needed a chow, and he just took the first one he could find. Yeah, that's what I figured. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Also, continuing the tradition of Amy being just completely face blind when it comes to the shape of a hedgehog <laughs> and <laughs> not being able to tell from the blurry picture. Like, well, it kind of looks like Sonic. Must be him. Don't know why he's kidnapping people, but I'll love him for what a it. Hunk. I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix it. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
It's not the first time he's been in prison. I can take care of him again. I'll break him out. I don't care. So yeah, Team Rose is, is pretty cute overall. I think we've discussed the best parts of it, which are funny jokes and the shorter yep. levels. Yep. <laughs> the Team Blast that automatically gives you a level up so you don't have to worry about that. Either. And invincibility. And a shield. And special. Yeah, yeah. All of it's just like pilot on for the babies. <laughs> the babies and also me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we are we are babies in this moment of time. Oh. Trying to play this game. So before we go to Team Dark, uh, I do want to mention the um, the Team Blast for the other two that we just talked about. For yeah, yeah. we kind of we kind of did skip uh, over those. for Team Sonic. You know, it's just basically just like the clear the map like big thing that all the others do. So there's nothing too special about it in my opinion. But I like how not to interject to just to interject. I like how as the gauge is like. Uh, the timer is going down. You can do successive uh, like blast away attacks with Sonic. Yeah, yeah. While that gauge yeah. is still full, that's yeah. cool. I think that's unique to Team yeah. Sonic as well. Oh yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I, I think I only was able to do it once. So <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to figure it out. But when I was playing through Team Chaotix a little bit, and I was using their their Team Blast, like I was noticing, like, oh yeah, like their blasts are like very honed in specific to the characters because like if you have enemies on screen for team chaotic's blast you get rings and you know like they're they're always struggling for money so they can get it from they need to get it from wherever they can yeah like they're but they're busking in the middle of the yeah. fight <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah and honestly that's like if you're somebody who has infinite team blast turned on that's a really good way to cheese the system and get so many rings that you just get the easy mm. A rank because you get so many points. Yeah. Yep. Also worth noting that if you use that during the, like even if you don't have infinite, like or during robot carnival, yeah. robot, uh, storm, if you're using that, you're getting like all the rings and that's like boosting your gauge up again. So when it, when the cooldown ends, it's right back up again. So you're just infinite. You, yeah. You're getting like as many team blasts as you want. You're getting so many rings that the icons are literally stretching across, like past the limits of the screen. <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, I never, I never thought of, I love that, that a little bit of lore that, <laughs> yeah, the chaotix gets a little bit of extra dodge from their, <laughs> their, their team blasts. But Ark Ring's really <laughs> current. See, we all, we have seen that dollar signs appear in Vector Charmy's eyes yes. when they're discussing pay. It well, depends on the it depends on the game and depends on what it, what the producer is feeling at that yep. time whether <laughs> they're allowed to be currency. Look, they got to get that Maria theme for Adventure Two Battle somehow. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yep. I, I guess I'm kind of missing. Uh, I remember as a kid missing like the cultural understanding of what uh, Team Rose's Team Blast is. Is is that like a like a Japanese like a kind of performance thing with the where they're standing or just kind of know. bouncing on big I mean, umbrella I recognize the cherry yeah. blossoms yeah <laughs> if i had to like loosely tie it to anything maybe kabuki or something but i don't know it's possible yeah i, I guess i i ought to look that up i should I think have there were so cherry blossoms there. it then. feels significant culturally but i don't know <laughs> flew over my head cherry blossoms they're rose colored rose team yeah, rose amy rose i don't know Sakura, Team Cherry Blossoms, Sakura, Sakura, or Naruto also has pink hair. Well, yes, the character Naruto Sakura has pink means hair. pink. Yeah. You've cracked the code. <laughs> anyway. Let's see, Sakura, 
women written terribly by men. (laughs) (laughs) I can fix him. Yes. uh (laughs) Brooding, brooding. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so Team Dark, the one where the story matters, (laughs) but only kind of. Yeah. So. Shadow's back. He's he's back. He's in the he's in the green jello. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's in the seven up. So I, I I do love this scene that uh, Rouge thinks Eggman's got hordes of treasure because why wouldn't he? <laughs> also and instead she finds two boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are, who try to murder one yep. another, which is cool. So Omega has been locked away in Eggman's storage because he's too powerful. Uh, I think there is some lore of like how he is the ultimate realization of the E series and is powered by, I want to say the chaos drives. I can't back that up that off the top right. of my head, but yeah. And anger. He, yes. He doesn't have little birdies in him. Uh, he is powered by possibly chaos drives and pure <laughs> hatred. And so he takes it personally when Eggman locks him away. And so as soon as he wakes up, he thinks, uh, Shadow is one of Eggman's robots and goes to blow him away with his realistic machine gun <laughs> arms. <laughs> they decide to track down Eggman together for various reasons. Shadow has apparently lost his memory and wants Eggman to answer questions. Uh, Omega wants to murder him and Rouge wants whatever treasure he's got locked up. What we really get is after Egg Albatross... Um, as Team Dark is where there is just a shadow rope android. Um, it, this is another thing that the uh, the, the English um, messes up but gets right in Shadow's game is Shadow, they are using the phrase android. Like, they say it in English. There is a shadow android bisected and sparking from its torso after Egg Albatross, and you're just supposed to think, okay, so could the shadow we're playing as be a fake copy? Which kind of gets implied even more at the end where Rouge walks into a room and there are dozens, if not hundreds, of shadow androids in the same capsules as the opening scene. And this is another one where I compared the translations because it just gets muddy where Rouge just kind of casually says to Omega over her shoulder, said, Hey, Omega, did I ever tell you that Shadow is a robot? And oh, never mind. And Omega says, You know about cloning. So they'd slightly changed that line. Hmm. It's much more explicit that he is implying that Omega follows up and says, uh, he doesn't say cloning, which is also a weird word. Uh, I was going to say, that's the thing. They slightly changed that line between revisions of the English script. No, go totally Go ahead. (laughs) The like early version of uh, the cutscene I was talking about, he says, if he is a copy, then the real shadow must exist somewhere. That's much more in line with, with what the Japanese says, which just implies that says, even if our shadow is a copy, the original is out there. But also leaves it ambiguous that like, okay, well, our shadow could be the original, and that's where these copies came from, which they expand upon this in Shadow's game, but not really, because if you remember correctly, they don't reveal the real version until like 15 minutes into the final <laughs> fight of Shadow yeah. the Hedgehog. Oh my like, god. The, not not giving us the answer in Heroes was a bold choice. I will give him that. That is the, the nice way to put that. <laughs> and now, with hindsight, I'm saying they had no idea what they were going to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <no>. Nope. <laughs> They just wanted Shadow back because he is super popular. Yep. 
But I, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it is funny that Team Dark is the only one where the story is like actually chooses to go someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is weird and won't get resolved for another few years in spinoff games. But, you know, after you do all the team battles and you unlock the last story where it's revealed, yep, it was Metal Sonic the whole time. He's been copying everyone's life data. Uh, not on life data. Cell from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get a nice shot of him, you know, lightning crashing before he transforms into the required boss dragon. And uh, <sighs> I I remember this being more fun back in the day. But the the fight, it's the cutscenes are super cool. You got all our characters together here. We get the, uh, you know, I love Shadow's line where he says, we'll buy you some time. That way you can use your superpowers. 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 <laughs> How do you know that he has, they have that shadow? Yeah. Oh, did you remember? <laughs> Which, hey, to be fair, at the end of uh, Team Darks, we do get Rouge says something about, I might as well go look for that Master Emerald, since that irritating echidna is here. <laughs> Some things never change, do they? Yeah, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> They've been hinting that Shadow is vaguely remembering things throughout the whole story, like space. Did you oh, say space? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's vague enough for me to remember part of my backstory. Who am I? I think that was intentional, and I yeah. kind of like that. By the way, uh, while we talk about this scene, can I talk about another great Dean Bristow read? If only we had the seven chaos. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you actually went through all that bullshit to get him? Okay. <laughs> I got stuck on the roof of this thing many times and was walking backwards, but holy cow. It's because of my long legs. I like this cutscene. I do remember feelings of disappointed when uh, Tails and Knuckles just get the shields yes. and not their yep. super forms that yep. they already yeah. had in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I it mean, technically real. their super forms was just like recolored versions of them, kind of, or flash, shiny versions. But yeah, Sonic, the, only the hedgehogs are allowed to have yep. that now. Give Tails back his super yes. flickies. Do it. God, can you imagine if he got to thunder shoot those during oh. the battle? That would have been so cool. Uh. Yes, <laughs> that would have been great. Of course, the music is great. I do. I Supersonic looks. What I made cool. of is still one of Crush 40's best. I mean, it's yes. it's it's a case of they didn't use the main theme for the final battle because this one's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do like that. So trend. the reason that I the reason I covered what I'm made of like years ago is because that's legitimately my favorite Crush 40 song, just in general. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> it has it's one of those where you listen to the lyrics and you realize oh this is about sonic and <laughs> sonic Ooh. oh i love it i know we could man we could have done a whole a whole episode about how good the music is in this game because it is we wanted to save it for last because man the music is great um i think it was you jake mentioned when we just started replaying this that this feels like a conscious shift and also like uh, uh, an evolution of the music from the adventure yeah. titles that this, it, it feels so coherent because I think, you know, June Sinaway, as far as I know, was like the, uh, the main composer, the, the producer, supervisor yeah. um, for all the music. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love mean, like it. Seaside Hill feels like a straight up, like the music feels like a straight up sequel to um, Emerald Coast. Yeah, think about it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. see what you like, mean. Sonic Heroes was the first video game soundtrack I ever owned physically. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I got that as a birthday present from uh, my parents, like for my birthday that year. And it's missing a bunch of tracks. Like this was an American release by I think Genion Music, 
and it only had like 30 tracks. A lot of like some of the incidentals were missing, but it was still like in regular rotation in my library for a long time. Nice. Can I just say though, not a big fan of Team Sonic. <laughs> it's a bit saccharine for my taste. I was gonna say if we could go through our fate, cutting out the main theme and what I'm made of. Uh, what is your favorite team theme? And uh, I, I do have to say that Team Sonic might be at the bottom because it is just a little too yeah. silly, even for my taste. Is this Tony Harnell again from um, Escape from the City? Yeah, Ted Poley and Tony Harnell again. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah. The, it's it's very much. We can make it if we all stick together. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> it's it's obvious. I mean, that is what they set out to do. So, like, I don't. Yeah, all the against them. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's not my favorite. I think um, Team Chaotix is really fun. I love, again, how earnestly silly this song about, you know, a crocodile detective agency yeah. Honest, is like honestly team chaotix is my favorite of like the different team uh theme songs because i i have vivid memories of like burning cds all the time when i was in high school and me too and, <laughs> and like i would always like like my favorite one to bring to on the bus with my little like cd mobile cd player was um gosh i'm sounding old <laughs> was was the one that has team chaotix on it and i would like repeat that over and over and i would always get a kick out of they're gonna kick your yeah <laughs> Ooh. that's just such a good jam i love it i i think it's for me it's a tie and maybe even out on top is i like i really like team rose's song because it's not it's the only one that's not it doesn't explicitly name drop the characters and i almost <laughs> kind of prefer that um i do i really like um this machine because i i I like uh julian k carries over into shadows game and that's a that's a really cool one as well um but yeah i really like team roses because it's just some really nice bubblegum pop and Kay hanley has a great voice um she was the singing voice for uh josie in the josie and the pussycats movie which also has some uh very funny post ironic sega um product placement they perform at the sega dome at the end of that movie i I feel like follow me kind of gives cream and big the shaft though it's very much an amy song and just an (laughs) amy song yeah (laughs) all about amy (laughs) yep yep but literally all the other songs mention uh, mention eggman funnily enough yeah (laughs) it's a bit weird well you know with rouge in the fight electric lives whatever that means (laughs) yeah sure okay but yeah, I I really like the uh, the character themes. You know, I you know I'm not gonna throw out Team Sonic's, but it is at the bottom of my tier list. But I mean, everybody's answer is the Sonic Heroes and what I'm made of are the best songs because they mm, definitely yes. are. <laughs> I do think this is, this machine is my favorite of the character themes. I was really weirded out years later when after even post Shadow, I'm like. Oh, hey, that's Julian Kay in the credits of the first Transformers movie. And now they're doing and yep. now they're doing the <laughs> instrumental score for the Revenge of the Fallen video game. What is happening anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like I did a little research with this and Shadow the Hedgehog that a lot of the, you know, the guest musicians were just people that June Senaway liked. <laughs> so he called them up and said, will you make a Sonic song <laughs> for me? <laughs> I respect that. Yep. So that is Sonic Heroes. It was a very complicated revisit, I think, for yes. all of us. 
Oh, I, 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 again, I will say I'm glad I did it. I, I have not played this game. I don't think since it originally came out. And so it was a, you know, first time since then. And I, I, I am glad to, um, to have, have experienced it, even if it was frustrating and seeing things that didn't work and yeah. things that did work that, that maybe they, they could revisit. I can see why this is the game that chased quite a few people off, including Demon Tomato Dave, apparently. I feel like this is kind of the game that where uh, the genesis <laughs> of the whole argument of God, Sonic has too many friend characters. And I could see why they might feel that way in this game where you're forced to play as a bunch yeah. of them to get the through ending. But, uh, although I've never really had that problem with that because I think the Sonic's friends characters are really good. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I I do. It is weird that now we see the backlash of the reverse backlash of of and again, it's because the the characters are given so much more to do in other media um, mm-hmm. that is not repetitive gameplay that people now want more characters yeah. back in main titles. And I mean, I do too. I just also want them, you know, don't do this again <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> I, I feel I do remember like back when this came out. This was like one of the first games where I'm like. Eh, this one's not so great. Like, even as a diehard Sonic fan who had more patience for this stuff, this was definitely where I started to see the writing on the wall a little bit. I think I was in the same boat with that. Like we said, we did we didn't want this one to be a downer. Um, we also didn't want to, you know, sugarcoat. Yeah, <laughs> like we could we could. Li- show you our discord chat during the the weeks where we were playing was just was a lot more negative than this <laughs> let me just say <laughs> yeah i uh, i feel like ordinarily sometimes when we do this we're like hey so uh maybe you should go back and play it if you want it might be good not this time uh like if you really liked it the first time around maybe go and see if your feelings remain the same after a replay because don't think they did for <laughs> me first I, I I might have said this already, but if you're going to, I would say put in the effort to to teach yourself. There are tutorials out there how to get the PC version running and then apply some of those mods that change it to be change the physics to be more like the adventure games and, you know, turn some cheats on. Um, I, I understand why people have lots of because, again, this is this game is coming up on its uh 20th anniversary so there are people like close to our age a little younger where this might have been their their first experience and so i, I know at least a few i know and and i i do encourage people to go out and you know make your own decisions like but but don't man it is hard to say to go into this one expecting like an adventure experience because it's just it is very different and but, you know, uh, not to end it on a sour note, but hey, it's okay to like a game. I, I'm glad I now have a more complete formation of this game in my brain revisiting it. Now. Yeah, and obviously stuff from this game has gone on to continue to be utilized in later ones to much greater effect, be it, you know, characters, stages, other stuff. We will never stop hearing Seaside Hill remixes for the rest of our lives. <laughs> And you know, <laughs> Sumo Digital loves this game. In case you didn't notice, from the team Sonic, from the the racing games, uh, lots of references to this. Good for them. But yeah, like we said, hey, music's great. Uh, uh, listen to that all day long. Absolutely. 
So that about does it for us today. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed it. This one was a little more complicated than I think we thought it would be, but uh, I think we got some good discussion points out there. But It's um, okay. We got through the episode using the real superpower of teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> um, uh, let's see, to quote uh, Sonic, uh, after all, we are Sonic heroes. So we are Sonic heroes. Yeah, where the hill is always greener. <laughs> It's no use, but why can't I defeat you? Because the hill is always green. This does not work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I am uh, Jeremy. I am a game buddy on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G-R and the number eight. I'm Valero. You can find me as Valero everywhere, and including Twitter, and that's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, I you, you're not used to not using the double R. I know. You can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RockTheJake. And of course, a special thanks, as always, to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song, which is from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. Something we don't say nearly often enough, but if you are, you know, subscribe to us through your podcatcher of choice, please, you know, rate us, share us around. We really want to help the podcast grow. And that does a tremendous amount to kind of make that happen. So extremely, we yes. would very much appreciate it. Please. We're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that is, you, you hear that a lot on the tail end of podcasts because it does actually help us get uh, discovered yes. by more people. So yes, I've seen the numbers. I know how this works. <laughs> analytics man <laughs> so um we we've picked our subject for our next episode which we've already said is not uh the next game in sequence but instead <laughs> we'll some someday yeah, so for the next episode we kind of realize it's going to be coming out sometime around mid-october according to our schedule which it's already well past you know back to school season but we never stopped learning so We wanted to take a look back at the multiple Sonic educational games. I I started doing a little bit of preliminary research and it's a weird rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. Haven't, haven't made any too many firm commitments, but I might have to dig the Sega Pico I have in my closet out to give you guys some (laughs) hands-on experience with some of those. Oh, you foreshadowed it in the first episode, but now we're finally going to bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, that about does it for us. So, uh, once again, I'm Game Buddy. I'm Polaro. I'm Cyberlink. And I'm Rock the Jake. And hey, Look what came out of my egg sack. It's the cheerfulness in which you say that. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>